Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk Live. I am joined uh, this morning, as always, with my husband, Bill Tenney Britton, and we have a special guest with us, Tori Montgomery. <laughs> Tori is the pastor of Ignite Church Global in Oklahoma City and the founder CEO of Go Next Leadership, and he has a lot of experience in social media, and that's what we're talking about today is social media marketing and the church, because the bottom line is, folks, no one cares what you had for lunch. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Welcome, Tori. Tori, we always run out of time, so I'm just going to jump right in here and ask right. you what exactly, well, exactly, what is marketing? At least compared to advertising. I mean, there's oh, a difference, a right? Point. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for um, having me on the show. I'm so honored and excited to be here. So thank you. So this is a great question. What is marketing, because a lot of people really have a misconception of what marketing is. Marketing versus advertisement, marketing versus sales. What is marketing? Why should the church have marketing? So here's the, what marketing is. The truth about marketing is that marketing is to, is to give someone what you have to offer. In other words, it's this. They already have a desire. They already have something. So when you're marketing, you're actually speaking to the desire they already have. And you're telling them, I have what you're looking for. That's really what marketing is all about. <laughs> I love it. So what is the greatest myth when it comes to church social media marketing? <laughs> yeah, first of all, one of the greatest myths is that uh, social media is of the devil. So we got oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we to dispel that one right off the bat. It's, it's, it's actually one of the greatest tools that you can use for outreach, for uh, marketing, and for reaching people that you ne that are never coming to your four walls. It's one of the greatest tools to do that. And so um, another myth is that you, you have to have a huge budget in order to do it. Like you got to have one of the mega million dollar budgets in order to social the market on social media. And it's definitely not true that you really can do it almost virtually for nothing if you learn the methods and the, uh, you know, the strategy behind it. Go ahead. You're about to say it. Oh, I was going to say that, William, I'm just thinking how many hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years we've sent we've spent on advertising and what we thought was marketing. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the, the reality is, I is that for me, the way I've always understood marketing versus advertising is marketing is um, is is creating a, an environment where people are able to access the, the conversation. That you know, a, a friend of ours, another pastor, Glenn Kelly, said that that marketing is really about making friends. And that advertising is about getting your product out there, but you can't do that until you make friends. You have to, you know, and, 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 and Tori, when, when someone wants what you're advertising and they feel like there's a relationship, then it's like, it, it's not, it's not sales. 
And therein lies the issue with the church is that, let's be honest, we're selling, and I hate that language, except for it's, let's, let's kind of be honest, that's kind of what we're doing is, okay. is that we're, when, when we are presenting Jesus and the church, we are, well, you know, Paul calls us ambassadors. Um, you know, it, but in some ways we're selling or we are presenting, we are presenting a case for, for Christ to use, uh, yeah. Strobel's language. And, and that's, that's our marketing and advertising, but nobody really wants that much anymore. I mean, that's the, those who are outside the church don't want the church and they're not sure about Jesus either. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is why this is so important, this conversation, because you're right. They don't want the church. They don't want what they've seen represented in the church. But the fact is, they still have a desire for something. It may be a desire for peace. It may be a desire for healing, for joy, for something. So what the church has to do is position itself where it's findable, where people who are looking for those things can find them. And they may never walk in those four, those, those doors and come into four walls. That may not be the first place, but if they can find you when they scroll on their phone, when they're looking through Facebook, so, uh, Instagram, whatever, if they can find you and find what they've been looking for, that's the game changer right there. And that, that's the key, Tori, is, is, is that, actually that's key. That's the question is how do we, through social media, present ourselves as as something besides their grandparents' church that they already have or, or the, the church that's in the media, which is, you know, I mean, we're very rarely portrayed as something, woo, you want this. Right. <laughs> how, how do we use social media to change that perception so that when they see us, they go, wow, that's a place of peace or that's a place of grace or a place of joy. Yeah, providing what they what they want but may not exactly know or know they want. Would that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one, one of the things that we have to realize, and I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to really hurt pastor's feelings. Okay. I'm sorry. It's going to hurt your feelings. No, it's don't okay. Be sorry. We never hurt. <laughs> it's okay. But here's the thing. Um, when we talk about people catching people's attention, when we talk about how do I break through the noise? Cause there's a lot of noise on social media. Here's mm -hmm. the thing. Number one is this is what's going to hurt your feelings. It's okay. People don't want to hear your whole message. Uh oh, <laughs> they're not interested in listening to 50 minutes of your message. They don't want to hear it. But what they will do is if you have something catchy enough to catch them within 30 seconds, you have really you have about seven seconds. You have seven seconds to catch their attention. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you can catch their attention within that really is about three to seven seconds, then they will listen to that 30 seconds that you have to offer. And if they see enough of your 30 second clips, maybe 60 seconds at the most, 30 second clips, eventually it could produces another desire to say, if you're saying that much, that good in 30 seconds, I wonder what you say in five minutes. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it creates this desire to go look for you now. Ooh. So give us an example. What do, you, what do you say in 30 seconds or seven seconds that is going to, you know, because I, I can see Pastor going, let's see, um, this section of my sermon where I talked about what Isaiah said about Jesus. That's what everyone wants to hear, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's no. a great <laughs> that's a great question. So um, number one, you don't it don't always necessarily have to be in your message. You can get in front of a camera and say something encouraging the people and do something that would encourage people to catch their attention. For instance, 
one of my videos, I think it did over 10,000 views um, just in a few, a few minutes or a few, few days, I guess it was. What I did is I was walking in Tampa, Florida, walking and I saw a, a, a merry-go-round in a park. I jumped on the merry-go-round, went around in a circle and got off the merry-go-round. And I said, this is how most of your lives are. You're going around in circles. You're spinning around and you don't know what to do. Right. So that immediately caught attention. The views went crazy. The engagement went crazy. I, I did another one where I ran up a, a hill, like a big hill in Oklahoma City, ran up that hill. And I was like, you've been running up hills and mountains all your life. There's a better way to live. There's things like that that catch people's attention. You have to be creative. You have to be innovative. You have to think outside of the box. Because again, most of the time, they're not just going to want to, people who are not churched, they're not going to just want to listen to your, your sermon. It's just not. It's just the way it works. Yeah. So, so just, I mean, I caught those words outside of the box, but it's kind of like outside of the building, right? And yes. You're catching them outside, not doing like so many of us do sitting here in front of our computer with, you know, trying to get the right backdrop, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. Yeah. And so you got to, you got to think about this um, in, in terms of everything is content. Everything is content. So even if you're, we talk about going out to eat, there has to be a strategic plan. If I'm going to post my food, what's the, the strategic plan for me posting this food? I don't want to just post it so you can know what I ate. I'm posting this because I'm trying to reach you. And there's something that I got to say. I got to add. There's a, 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 a meme or something I got to add to that to get your attention. This whole world of social media is about attention. If they don't, if you don't get their attention, you can't get there. You can't get anything else from them. So you got to figure out how can I get attention? And that's the key. So, you know, Tori, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. And then well, no, I want to know, do you have a process for that? Like you said, you know, you're outside and you saw the you saw the merry-go-round. That sounds like maybe happenstance or, you know, you just happened to be there and noticed it. But like, how did you come up with the idea of running up that hill? How, what's that thought process going there? <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm, I'm thinking everything is content. So I'm always looking for moments. And I think that's a key for people right there. Cause this is what's going to create your organic reach because you can do paid ads. You can do uh, boosted ads. Most of the time, those don't work that great, but organic reach is what really works better. So when you see things, when you're always thinking, how can I get people's attention to hear my message? What can I do to get people to know that I'm here and I'm here for them and that there's a better way for them to live? So you always got to be thinking in those terms. If you keep that in your thought process, how can I add content? How can I create a message? Then that's when you start seeing heels and you're like, oh, that's a that's a message, uh, a merry-go-round. Oh, that's a message right there. Yeah. Tori, um, as, as you say that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking there's and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm thinking there's something behind what you're saying, and that is you have to know your avatar. You have to know your target audience. You know, and if you know them well enough to know what keeps them up at night, to know what they're actually struggling with. I, I think the problem with most churches and, and most church people is they think, well, we want everyone to come. And yeah. that's great, but you can't target a message to everyone because not everyone responds to the same message. And so, you know, when you talk about the merry-go-round, probably a a seventy-year-old person, not their big fear is the my life's right because they're 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 the slowing down merry-go-round that's running out of steam or whatever. But you yeah. know, and, and running up the hill and so on. But 
but behind what you're doing or what you know your thought process is knowing your target what well, I call them the avatar, your avatar, knowing your outreach avatar, the, the person you're most likely as a church able to reach, yes. knowing what keeps them up at night, knowing what struggles they have makes it, I don't know how much easier it makes it to to come up with those moments as you walk by, because I think it's training, Tori. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, but there is something about um, having that in your mind and going, how does this relate to, you know, the, 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 if you're, if most churches you're looking for young adults with kids, you know, so how does this relate, relate to the young adult family that's struggling with finances or struggling with relationships or whatever? It, 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 am I, am I on target there with yeah, your background? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because here's the thing, any church, I ask this all the time, hey, um, to churches, who do you want to reach? And they say that I want to reach everybody. Well, that sounds great in theory. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. But the fact is, every church has an assignment. And you, as you said, your avatar, you have to know your avatar, or you can even say you have to know your assignment. My assignment, like there are some churches that would do great going into um, into a, a, you know, a gang infested neighborhood and doing, doing things. That's their assignment. That's not my assignment. It won't work for me. That's not my assignment. So knowing your assignment is so key because then it does keep you in this mind of how do I reach the people that I'm assigned to? What can I say to them? Because the thing is a lot of churches, a lot of churches are answering a question that their audience is not asking. Yes. And so you got to start asking yourself, what are, or even asking the question, what are you looking for? <laughs> what, what is the question you're asking? And then you start answering that question. And the moment you answer their questions, they're going to start following you. They're going to start looking for you. And then they're going to start showing up for you. Oh, okay. So I want to say something to our audience. And then I have another question. So audience out there, our friends, uh, years ago, one of the best tools I learned about is called Evernote. And I know that there are others and I, I don't get, a, I don't get a kickback on this, but it was at an evangelism conference. And they told us uh, that check out Evernote because it'll allow you to take pictures and, and help you to remember or take notes and help you remember. And you can put them in notebooks and blah, blah, blah. So you can find out about um, Evernote, E-V-E-R-N-O-T-E, one word. I think it's an elephant is their, their icon. They have lots of help. So think about that for, for capturing uh, those ideas, those thoughts. Now, sorry, back for my question to you. So when you're preaching and, and do you have a thought, you're, you've got these ideas and ways you want to, um, you know, what you want to capture. Do you tie your message that week into to what you're doing on social media? Is that like you've caught them in seven seconds and 30 seconds and five minutes and now for, you know, the 20, 30, 45 minute message? Yeah, absolutely. So if I'm if I'm coming into a new series, um, I, what I'll do on social media is I'll talk about certain points of that series that is going to be very important for them here. So this series we're doing now is called um, what is the series called? Unlock. <laughs> uh, it's called Unlock, which we're dealing with that your salvation is unlocked because of the cross. And so I got I got on social media. And I talked about how so many people are feeling insecure. You're feeling hopeless. You're feeling like you don't have any, your faith is waning, but you can have your salvation on lock. Join me Sunday. And we're going to talk about what being on lock means. So just a quick seven second 
clip of this is what we're doing. This is what we're talking about. Come see me. <laughs> you know, so yeah, definitely. And I love that taking notes because the truth is this if you really want to build strong on social media, it has to be strategic. So taking notes, knowing when to post, knowing why to post, all those are very important. Dr. Miles Monroe said, where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. So <laughs> if you have the purpose of your posting, the purpose of your social media, you won't abuse it. You'll use it properly. Awesome. Go ahead, Krista, then. Nope, I nope. was going to ask, do you have another question? Uh, yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah. what, you know, we, you talked about the clips, which um, are, are for those who are new to Facebook or not really as well-versed, are we talking about reels or are we talking about doing story or are we talking about doing um, just just videos on a post or what what are we what are we looking at here? That that is a great question, actually. So if you really want to grow, yeah, reels is the way to go. So moving to reels, so you can post on your regular um, feed, your your Facebook feed, and you'll get some movement. But reels are actually they actually unlock the reels for more people that are not even your necessarily your um friends and all that to see. So the reels are the way to go. So your Instagram reels, your Facebook reels and YouTube shorts. You really want to work the YouTube shorts. So um, I was doing a whole show on YouTube only and I was getting very few views. You know, every now and then I get like 30, 100 views. But then I started doing shorts, which started going to 1.7 thousand views, 107,000 views and 2,000 and 8,000 views because the shorts, again, people don't want to hear the whole message. <laughs> but they will watch that YouTube short. And so that's been the game changer. Okay, Tori, I think myself is very techie. I have no clue what a Reels is. And I've only heard of YouTube shorts because my kids, are, <laughs> my grandkids are like, Grandma, Mama, you need to be getting on these shorts. I have no clue. So will you yeah. help me out? What the heck are we talking about here? Yes, absolutely. That's funny you say that because the reason I started doing shorts is because of my kids. And <laughs> <laughs> so they, you got to do YouTube shorts. So reels are their short clips that so on your Instagram or your Facebook, it gives you some options. You can either post to your timeline or you can do it as a story. Stories are also great because people love stories. Again, the purpose of each one is different. So the, the stories, you can post that and those are what they are. They're stories. So you're actually telling some sort of a story through either a picture or through a short video. The reels are going to be more of your attractive. I'm trying to attract people with my reels. So there's different um, sections in Facebook and Instagram that you can choose which one it's going to be. The reels are generally going to be about 30 seconds, no more than 30 seconds. I think Instagram is up to 60 seconds now. Facebook just went to 60 seconds, I believe. And then also TikTok as well. So TikTok is going to be a, a about a 60 second clip as well that you can use there. So they, they have different purposes. Here's another thing to think about. You want to add captions to your uh, videos as well, because when you think about somebody being on their phone, they're scrolling. They're not oftentimes not listening to the sound initially, but they will see the captions. And so if the captions are attractive, they'll hit that button to hear the sound. Very important. And that and as if I'm I know in YouTube, you they will self caption and Facebook. Do they do that on Reels as well, both Instagram and Facebook? Um, so in Facebook, they do it automatically, but there also is a uh, uh, there's an option where you can actually push it where it can it will, it will do the real uh, the uh, captions for you. 
And then Instagram is the same way. So they're both the same way. And so is TikTok. However, if you really want to take it to the next level, you can download some apps. So there are a couple of apps you could download. One is called Captions. Captions is a huge app and it, it, it does it automatically for you. You just load your video up, push the button, and it's going to create the captions. You can go in and edit if you need to, if they misspelled a word. Um, captions is one. And the other one is CapCut. So if you don't have the budget to afford a big team that can do your editing for you, you can upload your video to CapCut and it will automatically cut the video and edit the video for you. So it's this is why I said it doesn't take a big budget. I think CapCut is like I don't I don't know how much it is, but it's under one hundred dollars for sure for, uh, you know, for to download the app to have the professional version. So those are a couple of tools you can use that give you really high quality professional looking captions that catch people's attention as they're scrolling. Cool. Uh, Okay. I have to come back because (laughs) what's the difference between a reel and a video? Like if I'm doing like a live video, what is the difference between that and a reel? Yeah. So the reel, uh, a video is just what it is. It's a video. (laughs) You're just, you're just put some up. You may, you may say some things, but the reel has a, a real purpose. (laughs) It has a purpose. And that purpose is to capture people's attention quickly. That's really what the real is. It Because you got to think about this. In our generation that we're in, everything is in sound bites. You, you, even the news is in sound bites. Everything yeah. is in sound bites. So no one actually watches a full episode of anything almost, right? So if, if you create, if you think in those terms, okay, people are going to watch a soundbite. Even if you watch the Super Bowl, the video, the uh, commercials are really sound bites. They're quick 30 second commercials. So when you're creating your reels, even think in those terms, when you see those videos and they're doing something really quick to catch your attention, they're ma- giving you a quick message and they're out of there. That's how you got to think about it when you're creating those reels. And that's what reels are for. Reels are for that purpose. If you think of them as a 30 second commercial, that's what it is. Okay. It's, it's not this. I mean, this is this is a, a video cast, a podcast, when some will not see the video and some will, but that this is a video. But if right. we take, you know, just a little tight slice of it or create something that points to this video, that's, that could be a reel or a short, whatever. Right. Is it R-E-A-L like it's for real? No, R-E-E-L. it's R-E-E-L. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll like stop movie, asking questions like, about like, that. Like the movie reel. So, you know, one of, I know that, and, I, and we got about five minutes left. So yeah, I, I know. Stop, but I want, that was like you said, we always go over um, or get, we run out of time. So, uh, Tori, one of the um, things that we mentioned as we went through was engagement. And, and so, will, will you talk a little bit about what engagement is? Why is engagement so important um, in social media? Great. This is such an important question. Engagement is important because if you can have a whole bunch of likes, but it doesn't necessarily mean people are consuming your content. Engagement means now they're responding. They're saying something in the comments. They're talking back to you. They're saying, and in my opinion, all engagement is is good, even if it's negative, because what (laughs) happens is also engagement causes the algorithm to say, oh, people are interested in this. And so they start showing it to more people as people engage. So one of the ways to spark engagement is to ask questions. So ask a question, what are you looking forward to this Monday? And ask questions to get people talking in those comments or ask or, or say something that may trigger, you know, a conversation. 
and get people talking in those comments. Engagement is huge. You want people to engage. You want to be a part of it because the more they engage, the more they consume. And, and you know, and one of the things that I, and I know about in, in um, Facebook, I, I do a lot of work on Facebook. That's my social media platform. Um, Instagram is kind of secondary and YouTube I can spell. Um, but the, 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 um, the, the engagement bit is it, the one of the, what I found for me is, you know, is asking a question, but not just asking a question, asking a question that they're going to get and you're going to get an answer. Cause sometimes we ask questions, as you say, that no one's interested in answering, right. um, or that they're not asking. And, and yet, you know, one of the, one of the biggest engagement was we, we tuna fish or peanut butter sandwiches for lunch. And, you know, it was just off the chart. Everyone had an opinion, which people are going, why would you do that? Who cares? Because if you, as, as a, uh, a church, you get a lot of people engaging on this post, Facebook begins looking more favorably at other posts that you have. And so if you get a, a lot of engagement on one post, you have the opportunity to maybe get a little more engagement on a post that would not normally be as much of a viral or a, you know it doesn't blow up as much so it, it it does help the the logarithm which are the rules that facebook uses to you know show your post to people right. besides your seven people in your congregation out of your hundred that are going to see right. it which is about the ratio about seven percent see any given post that you put so not everyone sees it so, so pastors we're telling you you've got to be rethinking this just sitting down putting out some kind of little message, you know, because that's what you do, blah, blah, blah. No, you got it. You have a plan. You've got such an incredible tool. Don't misuse it. Or what was it? You misuse it, it'll abuse you. Or something along those lines. You've got to be thinking this through. You've got to get out of your box. You've got to get out of your office, but you got to be thinking. So, you know, spring's on us up here in the Northern Hemisphere. Now's the time to be able to go out, take some walks, be checking things out and um, and just sit outside, enjoy it and be Look for those merry-go-rounds and look for those hills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah think about your merry-go-rounds you want to get off of. Hey, yeah. Tori, before we go, I want you, you're the pastor of a church, but you also run Go Next, uh, Go Next Global. You want to talk a minute about that before we uh, sign off? Yeah, absolutely. Go Next Global. What, what I do is I help organizations, influencers, um, entrepreneurs, uh, leaders shift from their now to their next. Your now is where you're stuck. You have a vision, but you can't unlock it. Your next is where you really want to be. That's where you're going. That's making your vision visible. So that's what I do. I, I do it for organizations, nonprofits, churches, um, seminars, conferences, speak all over the world. So that's what Go Next is. There's also a book I have on Amazon called Go Next, shifting you from your now to your next in your business, family, and relationships. And you can find Tori at gonextglobal.com. Tori, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been incredible. We have a great time. I have more time. questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So thanks for being here. And um, gonextglobal.com, if you want to connect with Tori and get more on social media, know about how you can go next in your leadership. Tori, thanks for being here. We appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. It was incredible. Thank you. Yeah, right. we'll Take have you care. back. Thank you all for being all right, with us. Have a wonderful week. See you next week. Bye-bye.